Kendra Winchester here with Autumn Privet, and this is the Reading Women podcast where we're reclaiming half the bookshelf by discussing books written by or about women. And this is episode nine, where we're starting our discussion of comics and graphic novels. Yay! <laughs> I can't think of anything else to say. <laughs> it's a lame intro, but whatever. Uh, so we're really excited. We're really excited to talk about our favorite um, comics and graphic novels, and so is Dylan. Dylan has joined us this time. Um, so if you hear his opinions, he's a very opinionated reader. So He is. Especially, he's very opinionated. It's books with pictures, right? <laughs> <laughs> so we are going to talk about news first, and it is award season. Yay! The most wonderful time of the year. Oh, my goodness. So that song, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year from yes. Christmas. That is what I always imagine happens, like plays through my head every time a new short list or long list drops. It's great. The award season is always when I feel shamed. Like, you know, I feel like it's the measure for how well I've read that year. <laughs> but but seriously, I always look at it and I'm like, oh, I did pretty good this year. Or, eh, I totally missed it this year, but oh well. I'm just happy if I recognize them, right? At least they're on my radar. I, well, this is kind of off topic, but not really. I'm the obnoxious person at Barnes & Noble when I go with Josh, where we walk by the different stands, and I'm like, I know about that one, and I know about that one, and I know about this one, and this one is important, and this one is important. And he's like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like, they're like friends. It's like I'm meeting old friends. It's like you play the game, which one has Kendra not read? Right, that too. So, okay, so we're going to go through a few of them and just read what they are. And we're going to look and see how many women are on their lists. Um, Because this is what we do here at the Reading Room. We read women. Um, So the National Book Award. Uh, We have... The Throwback Special by by Chris Bockelder. What Belongs to You by Garth Greenwell. Imagine Me Gone by Adam Hayslip. News of the World by Paulette Giles. The Association of Small Bombs by Karen Mahajan. The Portable Veblen by Elizabeth McKenzie. Sweet Lamb of Heaven, Lydia Millay. Miss Jane by Brad Watson. The Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead, and the Another Brooklyn by Jacqueline Woodson. So we have about a third-ish. Is it third women? Maybe-ish. Four? Four. Not bad. Four of them? Four out of ten? Four percent? Eh, you know. I have Another Brooklyn on my bookshelf right now, and as soon as I finish the book that I'm reading, I'm going to start it and sit down and read it. And you have the Association of Small Bombs there, too. I do have that one, too. Yeah, I, another Brooklyn. Oh, is and I have, and I have the Underground Railroad too. That's right. So I have three. That's In not very good, but you know. <laughs> well, you do have a podcast that you're doing and reading for. This is true. This is very true. But it's cool to see the portable vib. V- what is this thing called? Vib one. Thank it's you. It's like the last name of the physicist I found out, or something like that. Okay. Well, I'm just going to let you talk about it from now on. Anyway, we see it again. We saw it for the, the Baileys that we talked about in our first episode, which yes. was really cool. Um, I read Imagine Me Gone, 
It's really weird and creepy, but not creepy, just weird. I really like it. Um, Underground Railroad's really good. Jacqueline Woodson's prose, as always, is good. Uh, my local bookstore has a signed copy of Miss Jane, and I really want to get it because the cover is really pretty. Is it about Jane Austen? I honestly have no idea. I don't think so, but you would... That one's not been on my radar. I just know it because it's at my bookstore. Um, and I think I have News of the World, an arc somewhere on my You Kindle. have so many arcs that your arcs have arcs. I have over... I Yeah. Yeah. August and September, I didn't get enough really read. But maybe I did, but there was a lot. Anyway, yes. So those are uh, the National Book Awards. And follow us on Twitter, and we will definitely retweet when those come out. And the next one is the Kirkus... Uh, fiction finalists, finalists for fiction, whatever they're called. You see Imagine Me Gone by Adam Hayslett again. Carousel Court by Joe McGinnis Jr. The Sport of Kings by uh, C.E. Morgan. One of my favorites this year, Bark Skins by Annie Prue. Uh, the Gentleman in Moscow by Amor Towles. No, I just listened to the audiobook. It's, it's Amor Towles. Amor Towles? Mm-hmm. You listened to the audiobook? No, I did the audiobook of... Um... Rules of Civility. Is that by him as well? Uh-huh. Oh. Wow. Oh, yeah. There we go. It's right here. On the website. Okay. Moving on. And again, the Underground Railroad by Colson Whitehead. He was just in Atlanta, but I missed it. What? You didn't tell me. I did tell you. You did? I did. I feel like I missed something. I feel like I'm in hibernation the whole month of September. So... Yeah, I've, I've read three of them, and one is on my computer, and one book of the month is, is doing. So I know, but I, the Carousel Court, not even on my radar. Nope, not even heard of it. Like, what? And if it's so, not on Kendra's radar, then it doesn't exist. That is the truth. <laughs> There's only one woman, though, on this list. Boo! And, like... That's really sad. Like, I know there's just, what, six of them? But you should at least have a third. Like, that's the minimum. I they mean, and there, there are good books by women out there. I know. Like, why was not Commonwealth? I, you know. I don't know. I don't know. Who okay. Knows? Let's see how the man booker does. Yes. So, the last one, we're going to look at the shortlist for the man booker. And these are, of course, this is, this is a prize from the U.K., um, but it's the, now open to Americans. It is. It is now. Which is, uh, it's been open for Americans for like two years. But that means that it has to be the UK edition, which is why the sellout by Paul Beatty is on there because it was published like a year ago or something. And But it was only published this year in the UK because it won. What did it win? National Book Award? I don't remember. I don't know. It won one of the big prizes in america and so of course they published it over the uk anyway so that's one of the short list we have deborah levy's hot milk which i really liked because it was really weird and really moody and then you have um his bloody project by graham mccray burnett uh, eileen by otessa moshfe david Salais, all that man is then madeline tien by do not say that wrote, do not say we have nothing. That's better. That's sort of better. What is interesting is that The Ascent of Woman is a documentary, a four-part documentary about the history of women, and Dr. Amanda Foreman does that, and she's also the chairman of the Man Booker Prize uh, Award this year. 
Oh. So that's really cool. So I wasn't worried about women appearing on the list, and you can see that it is even across the board. There are three men and three women. Um, there are uh, two people from the UK, uh, three people from the UK, two people from the US, and one from Canada. Next month, we're going to cover more awards because it's award season, and we'll cover the Not the Booker Man Booker Prize, which is a crookery award that The Guardian does, and the winner gets like a mug with like the Guardian logo on it. That's cool. <laughs> but they do get a lot of press. So um, it's a lot of books that aren't published in the U.S., so I was able to find them on Kindle, so I've downloaded a couple of them. So I'm saving them for Christmas. I have a very long Christmas reading list. We'll see what happens. But... um. So we're excited about those, and we're going to include all these links in the show notes so you can go take a look at them and add them all to your TBR or let's see your Goodreads or whatever you do that. So, ah, most wonderful time of the year. I love it so much. It's magical. Um, so, yeah, I guess that brings us to actually talking about graphic novels and comics. Okay, so I'm new to graphic novels. I The first one I read was only in... March, I think. Isn't that when I read Boxers and Saints? I think so. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was the first time I'd ever read a graphic novel. And I was at a literary conference with my plus one. And this guy did a presentation on, like, a visual analysis of Boxers and Saints. And I was like, what is this magical fairyland? And how come I've not participated in it? And I've read so many graphic novels since then. I've probably read 10, if not more. Probably 10. I love they're, them. They're so much fun. They are fun. And they, they communicate, I think, um, in a way that obviously print alone can't. So Yeah, and I think that they're good in between other books because they are quicker reads. And so it's kind of like a nice, like a nice thing to read between heavier novels. Yeah, when I'm in a reading slump, usually I reach for a graphic novel. Um, they help a lot. So the first one that I picked is Hark, a Vagrant by Kate Beaton. And I didn't know. Okay, so by the time I read this one, I had read other graphic novels. And this, is, this one is more in a, what you would consider a comic strip kind of format like she does that deliberately but what she does is she takes historical events and turns them into comics and it's hilarious park of vagrant has a sequel called step aside pops which is very very similar i read both of them and so for example she opens up with a couple panels about canadian history which I didn't know any of the Canadian history, so I was like, eh, I don't know what this is going to be like. And then as the book moved on, oh my goodness, like, I was crying. I was laughing so hard. For example, she takes covers of Nancy Drew books and then writes three or four panels after them, guessing what the plot would be based off the cover. And, like, if you've ever, like, if you're familiar with the classic Nancy Drew covers, there's, like, uh, what is it? The um, There's that one cover where it's, like, the tree. Oh, the message in the hollow oak. And there's, like, the, the tree and the skull. And then, like, Nancy's head is, like, photoshopped on top of the tree. And, like, all this crazy stuff. And so then, of course, she takes them very literally and then, like, goes on from there. 
I died. It was so funny. She does the same thing with, um, she has a whole set on the Bronte sisters, which are so funny. And she has a whole series on Wuthering Heights. And she has, um, let me think, she does a lot with, like, historical, like, women characters and kind of um, pointing out some of the sexism of, like, some of the founding fathers and stuff like that. I laughed and laughed and laughed and laughed. It's hilarious and weird and funny, and I loved it. I need to put that on my list. I haven't read that one. It's good, and I think it's actually in um, Step Aside Pops where she also takes... Have you ever seen, like, those really old, like, 1800s newspapers or magazines, and they have those, like, really creepy sketches in them? Yeah. Okay, she takes those and writes stories based off these creepy oh, sketches. Oh, my goodness. I mean, it is so funny. Like, I wish I could have a job doing that. <laughs> I know. I think she also has, I haven't looked it up, but she also has a web series that she does, like a daily web series or something like that. That would so be you, cool. Yeah, so you can also find them there. Um, I loved it. If you like history and books and funny things like I do, then... I think you'll like Hark a Vagrant by Kate Beaton. And, oh, that, my turn. Yes. Okay, so I am going to talk about Ms. Marvel by G. Willow Wilson. And full disclosure, I'm not huge on superhero comics because a lot of it's these white dudes being hyper-masculine and saving the overly busted women from their fates. And it really bothers me, all the sexism. But recently... Um, Comics has done some amazing things um, in that field and brought some really strong female characters. And one of them is Ms. Marvel. And backstory, the old Ms. Marvel, um, Ms. Marvel is more like a title rather than like a name name. So the old Ms. Marvel became Captain Marvel. She like graduated. So Ms. Marvel, the spot was open. And who would take that spot? That'd be Kamala Khan. She is an ordinary girl from Jersey City, but she's actually not she ends up getting like these powers and she's already like a marvel super fan and writes fan fiction but what is unique about kamal khan as you may guess from her name is that she is a muslim girl in jersey city that's cool and this is a huge huge deal because this is the first muslim i think it's the first muslim superhero i may be maybe just the first female Muslim superhero, but whatever it is, it's a huge landmark. And she is able to communicate the everyday lives of what it's like to be Muslim to a larger audience. And it's also one of um, the comics YA targets. Um, we'll be talking about this later, but a lot of people think that comics are for kids. I actually was carrying around Thor, um, Goddess of Thunder, and someone made a comment about me being five. And I'm like, comics are no longer for little boys. And they're no longer for boys. No. You know, obviously. We'll save that rant for the next episode. Yes, we will save it. <laughs> but it is amazing. The art is amazing. Like, I can't even. And so she gets these powers, and she runs around and saves the day, and she makes her costume from her burkini. That's you know, cool. The, like, the, you know, like the things that were outlawed in France? She doesn't wear the head covering part, but she wears the rest of it. So, like, it looks like um, a 60s go-go outfit. But it's actually a swimsuit. That's from fabulous. Isn't it amazing? And she has like this long scarf that's supposed to be like her headscarf, and she uses it like a weapon. <laughs> like it's it's like it genuinely is like that Muslim girl superhero that um, came out like a couple years ago. Yeah, over, yeah. We talked oh, about what it. What was her name? 
I don't remember. But maybe that's what inspired it. But G. Willow Wilson is actually a convert to Islam. She's not Middle Eastern by descent. She um, does just her religion. And But it's really funny because there's a big section, like, plot line about chaperones because she meets this guy and her dad freaks out and wants them her to be chaperoned and whatever. And there's this comment that um, Kamala's brother makes about... Um, something about like between every guy and girl there is the devil so like there has to be someone in between them you know like that is too funny it sounds like it would be a good um companion to persepolis yes actually it would be interesting but obviously ms marvel is not as serious and it's so funny she meets wolverine and she like fangirls it's great. So um, that is, uh, there's about five volumes collected trade paperback. It is a serial comic. So it comes out every month or so in seasons, like TV shows or whatever. But, um, and that is Ms. Marvel by uh, G. Willow Wilson. So then my next pick is Nimona by Noelle Stevenson. Cheers. A. Yes. I love her. Everything she does, like, turns to gold. She also did The Lumberjanes, which I will I will look ashamed. I have not read them yet. I can't find them. I literally spent two weeks trying to track down these books, but my local public library <laughs> does not have their act together, and they struggle. my Hoopla account was being weird, and so, yeah, I couldn't get Lumberjanes. Yeah, so Nimona is about this. So it's kind of like it's kind of medieval, but it's also science fictiony medieval. Like you start out thinking it is medieval, and then you realize that it's more dystopian, maybe kind of, sort of. So Nimona comes to this guy named Sir or Blackheart, and he is the bad guy. And she's the villain. the villain. And she's like, I'm going to be your sidekick. And he's like, I don't need a sidekick. Go away, you young punk. And she's like, no, you're an evil villain. You need a sidekick. And he's like, and she's like, look at what I can do. And she's a shapeshifter. And so he's like, fine, you can stay around for a while. And then <laughs> so then she ends up becoming a sidekick. And she, in addition to being adorable, like she really is adorable. It's a really, like, I loved Nimona. I could not put it down. I don't want to talk too much about it because, well, we're going to talk about it later, but also I don't want to give away any plot spoilers. But I was, I had no clue where it was going, and I was pleasantly surprised by how happy it made me feel. And she turns into a shark, which is my favorite thing. <laughs> That's definitely a favorite panel there. <laughs> she she does so many fun things, and they are, as always, is just on point oh yeah the illustrations are beautiful and oh she does like different types of illustrations like some of them are more sketches and others are more like full color uh, which really kind of sets the mood for what's going on um i loved it it was fun and i just go read it nimona by noelle stevenson co-signed and and now it's time to talk about our affiliate book of the month book of the month if you didn't know is a book subscription service where you subscribe and every month they will send you a box with a book and like a little card from like the judges because they have five judges and each one picks a book and you get to decide which book you want to read so you're not stuck with something you don't like and if for whatever reason 
one of the five doesn't work for you at all, you can skip a month and they'll just extend your subscription. So that is really nice. That's actually one of my favorite features because then they just acknowledge that, you know, you might like something else or whatever. So, um, or if you already own the books, right? Like that was a nice thing too. It's like, Oh, well I have these already or whatever. Then you don't have to get two copies. Right. And then if you, if you, um, want another book, you can add up to two books to your box for $10 a piece. And they also have like tote bags and special edition books. Like I got a special edition, uh, the secret history by Donna Tart, hardback for $10. Like you can't, you can't, you can't beat that. No, and that's the thing. It's like adding on to them. I mean, and they're very nice hardcovers. Um, Ten bucks. Can't beat it. They're so nice. Well, the ones I really liked was Shrill by Lindy West. It's like a essay slash memoir um, about feminism and her life as a, um, as she says, fat woman. And she's also amazing on Twitter. Definitely check her out. And um, Syracuse by Delia Efron. You might recognize the name. Because she wrote with her sister, she wrote You've Got Mail, and she might have done something with Harry Met Sally. I'm not sure, but she worked on a lot with Nora. So either way, she's really funny, and I'm actually reading Syracuse right now. And the dialogue, the voice of each of the narrators, because there's four of them, is so different and amazing. So if you want to subscribe to Book of the Month and support our podcast, just please use our uh, link in our website or in the show notes or wherever it is and subscribe and let us know what you picked we really want to know we want to talk about it with you um we love to see how you love book of the month too so um that's book of the month so then your pick is next i will keep talking okay so my next pick is fun home by allison bechtel which is perfect because this week is when we're recording is banned books week and this is a week celebrating all of the banned books um and by banned versus censorship. Ban just means uh, that like public libraries and schools have asked for like the book removed or whatever. It's not censored. Like it's not illegal. You're not going to go to prison. So for example, did you know that Winnie the Pooh was banned because the animals talked? What? Yes. Winnie the Pooh is a banned book. I I can't even process that. (laughs) I know. I know. Like I, I don't even. That's like I posted that image on our Instagram a couple days ago about banned books and someone was like, what? These are some of my favorite books. And I'm like, yeah, it's true. I, I think people just get uptight. And I don't really hate it when people ban books without actually reading them. But save that. Yes. Oh. We'll save that rant. Because we're going to talk about fun at home more later. But I just wanted to give you a head, heads up. Because we here at Reading Women want you to be comfortable with whatever you're reading. So if you have, you know, you prefer to have less profanity or nudity or whatever in your books, we want to let you know if there's a heads up. So... Fun Home, actually, we understand why it's on the banned books because um, it is a graphic novel and it does depict a woman coming into her own as a woman, including her sexuality. And um, it also, there's a funeral home in it and her dad is a mortician, so he works with naked, dead bodies. But I've got to say that The Care and Keeping of You book by the American Girl Place or American Girl Company is more graphic than this book. So please don't think that it's like, as some people have called it, pornography, it's not. So this book is amazing. And it was one of the first graphic novels that I ever read. I read, of course, Neil Gaiman first because, you know, it's me. And so I read Fun Home and it really was amazing. So 
the gist of it is, is that this is a graphic memoir. And so Allison is writing this true story about her relationship with her father. And her father is a closeted gay man. And her mom knows that he is gay and that he has boyfriends on the side. But she stays with him. And Allison is slowly beginning to realize that she is a lesbian. Um, so it's her relationship with her father and that similarity that they share, but how they treat it differently. And there's a lot of, um, gorgeous allusions to classic literature, to Greek mythology. Um, it is just a gorgeous book and it is all about her relationship with her family on different levels. And it's not a happy read, but it's a very moving read. It's not happy. No. I had to put it down and take a break before I finished it. Her writing, though, is so poetic, though. Like, that's the thing. It's like, I don't know how, in that format, she makes the writing so immersive, but she does. It, it is one of the best graphic novels that I have ever read. So if you really want to get into graphic novels, definitely this would be a place to start. And we're going to talk about that more in our next episode. So I have a lot more I'd love to talk about, but we're going to get that later. Uh, that was Fun Home by Alison Bechtel. So my pick is This One Summer by Mariko Tamaki. And let me just say, I opened this book and spent five minutes looking at the first page and there were no words on it. It's gorgeous. Like, it is. Oh my goodness. It's done in like this beautiful purpley blue ink. The whole thing. Like it's just white and blue. Like this bluish purple. And... Oh my good! Like the detail on it—they're like little miniature works of art. Like I can't even believe. Her cousin illustrates it, right? They're related somehow, and I don't remember how. Um, but it is—it is an award-winning book. It won the Caldecott Medal or Award or whatever they call it, and um, it is a YA. Isn't it technically YA? Technically, yeah. Okay, so it's technically like YA graphic novel about this girl who goes to this lake house with her family that she's gone to every summer as far as she can remember. And her parents are having marriage problems, and she's like 14, I think, and or 13, somewhere around there. I think she's 13. And um, she's just starting to figure out that something like is not right with her parents' relationship. And she kind of works through it with her friend. So Rose has been works through it with her friend Wendy, who has they've been there together all summer long, as far as she can remember. It's a beautiful story. Like they there's some other things that crop up with some of the older teens in the neighborhood that they kind of come into terms with. And uh it's just it was really moving. Like I I really enjoyed it. If there was one caveat, I would say it's that I didn't really feel like, and this is probably just preference, but I didn't really feel like it fit as a YA. I felt like the themes were a little bit, like there's some profanity in it and some other things that I was like, seemed a little bit, the way it was presented seemed a little bit mature for the age group, just as a side note. But from my perspective, like I loved it and I thought it was beautiful and um, kind of how the story concludes I don't know it just gave me all the feels yeah and I appreciated how it dealt with the themes of loss and and sorrow not to give spoilers it dealt in a very excellent way that you don't see much anymore yeah and it was as we said just the two-page spreads oh my goodness oh definitely it is definitely 
the most artistic graphic novel I've read to date. So it's beautiful. So I highly recommend that one. And well, and that is This One Summer by Mariko Tamaki. And last but not least is Giant Days by John Allison. And I've got to say, guys, this is the only comic that I keep up with every month. Lumberjanes, I kind of wait a few months and just read them all. But no, Giant Days, I have to have every month when it comes out on Hoopla because yeah. it's my favorite. You're hardcore, man. I don't, I don't buy it. That's, that's saved for stuff like, you know, I really would love to buy Saga every month, but whatever. So Giant Days by John Allison. It's set at this university in the UK, and it's about Daisy, Esther, and Susan. And Daisy is like this nerdy little homeschool girl with like poofy hair, and she's so awkward. It's really hilarious. And Esther is a very happy goth dresser, which is really funny. And she's like the drama queen, and she's like so gorgeous. And then you have Susan, who's a very practical, sullen, grumpy, uh, like pre-med person and it's just so on point like if you have been to college recently in the last decade even like you will know that this is perfect I can't even believe it and the art is amazing the storylines are great and it's very happy so like if I've had a rough day or I'm sick or whatever I will pick up this and I will read it and I will just be so it's better than chocolate I need to find this one. It really is. And it's on Hoopla, and it actually works when you click on the different oh. panels. They'll zoom I in. I'll have to check out, because as I've mentioned before, my local library, bless their hearts, really struggles when it comes to stocking graphic novels. Yes. And it promotes wonderful themes of love and friendship and perseverance and accepting that when you're being a butt, and it's a lot of wonderful things. If you need a nice, easy introduction into graphic novels or comics or whatever, I highly suggest Giant Days by John Allison. Allison, I can't recommend this amazing, amazing work of art enough. And that's it. That's it. We did it. For our recommendations. Yeah. We just have new books. Yay, new books. (laughs) I know. It keeps going. As you already, guys, as you already know, September and October are the two biggest months for publishing, really, of the year, right? So there are literally hundreds and hundreds of books, but um, these are the ones that I personally have come into contact with. If I have not read them, um, I have them in. I have all of these in possession, and I looked at them and read through them and read stuff on them. So these are the ones that we're going to recommend today. If you want more books, uh, we'll be posting lists on our Twitter throughout the season. Of books. So um, I'm just going to read these off. And we have The Mothers by Britt Bennett, which is named one of Publishers, I believe Publishers Weekly Book of Fall. That's a lot of on the list. I've wanted this book since BEA. Yeah, it is. It has an amazing cute tote bag that some people are getting. and I'm, It's beautiful. I want one. It's supremely jealous. And then we have Autumn and I both have The Wings versus the World. Yup. Um, and I'm finishing that one tonight actually i'm at the very end and it is hilarious it's like if you read the nest this summer it's like that only i think a little more deep and it's like the asian version of the nest if that makes sense it makes sense i didn't read it but i understand it and another one is swing time which i just got Woo! really excited about this one like zadie smith is a goddess and oh, she's beautiful <sighs> and wonderful and yeah, we can't even. So 
That's that, yeah. that's probably number one on my list for this fall. Don't tell the others. I love you. Your secret is safe with me. Don't worry. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Autumn. <laughs> and another one is Hag Seed by Margaret Atwood, which is a retelling of, I believe, The Tempest. It is. Yeah. That Hogarth series of retellings that uh, Ann Tyler did, um, The Teaming of the Shrew, earlier we talked about early summer. Vinegar Girl. Yeah. This is another one. And then the last one is the indie essay collection of the fall. And it is I'll Tell You in Person by Chloe Cald- Caldwell. And it's by Coffee House Press. And if you want to support indie presses, definitely go out and look for this essay collection. Nonfiction is my personal writing wheelhouse. So I definitely can't wait to read this one. And it's in a cute little size. Like, um, it's like a half an eight and a half by 11, only kind of skinny. And it looks really adorable. It's like this bright yellow cover. Um, That's so cute. I just looked it up. It's adorable. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So I'm definitely excited to read that one that is our recommendations or ones that we're, we're going to be reading uh, we'll be posting those on our website and twitter and all the places and just go check that out um if you love our podcast please review us even if you only even if you only like our podcast please review us <laughs> yes and we have someone last time we said if you reviewed us we'll give you a shout out and we have someone that reviewed us so I'm about to give what? them a shout out. Yes. Did you not know this? <laughs> no. I feel like it's Christmas. I, I just looked it up earlier today. And we do. And it's a very nice review. Um, so thank you, J0243, for reviewing us. We greatly appreciate it. You, you win the gold star. Gold star. I wish we had gold star music. We should. Or a sound effect. But my one. skills improve. So just imagine the most gorgeous music right here and us praising your name. That is what you're receiving right now. Yes. Yep. Right there. That's what you're getting. <laughs> and that's our show. Next time we will talk more about Fun Home in Nimona. And meanwhile, you can find me, Autumn Privet, on Twitter at Autumn Privet and Kendra Winchester at KD Winchester. And also keep an eye out on Instagram. We're trying to post more where... We want you to tag us in your photos or share books with us and because we want to know what you're reading. We can only touch the tip of the iceberg with our recommendations, and there's so much that we leave out. So we would love, 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 love to share some of your favorite books with our listeners through our social media. So be sure to tag us, and we will feature you on our Instagram page. And until next time, thanks so much for listening. See you guys. Bye.